0: Chapter 41 of the Forty-Five Guardsmen by Alexandre Dumas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia. Chapter 41. The Letter of Monsieur de Mayenne. The Duchess seized the letter, opened it, and read it eagerly, while various expressions passed over her face, like clouds over the sky. When she had finished, she gave it to Mainville to read. It was as follows. My sister... I tried to do myself the work I should have left to others, and I have been punished for it. I have received a sword wound from the fellow whom you know. The worst of it is that he has killed five of my men, and among them Boularon and Desnoises, who are my best, after which he fled. I must tell you that he was aided by the bearer of this letter, a charming young man, as you may see. I recommend him to you, he is discretion itself. One merit which he will have, I presume in your eyes, my dear sister, is having prevented my conqueror from killing me, as he much wished, having pulled off my mask when I had fainted and recognized me. I recommend you, sister, to discover the name and profession of this discreet cavalier, for I suspect him while he interests me. To my offers of service he replied that the master whom he served let him want for nothing. I can tell you no more about him but that he pretends not to know me. I suffer much.' But believe my life is not in danger. Send me my surgeon at once. I am lying like a horse upon straw. The bearer will tell you where. Your affectionate brother, Mayenne." When they had finished reading, the Duchess and Mayneville looked at each other in astonishment. The Duchess broke the silence first. "'To whom?' said she. "'Do we owe the signal service that you have rendered us, monsieur?' "'To a man who, whenever he can, helps the weak against the strong.' will you give me some details monsieur ernanton told all he had seen and named the duke's place of retreat madame de montpensier and mainville listened with interest when he had finished the duchess said may i hope monsieur that you will continue the work so well begun and attach yourself to our house these words said in the gracious tone that the duchess knew so well how to use were very flattering to ernanton after the avowal which he had made but the young man putting vanity aside attributed them to simple curiosity he knew well that the king in making it a condition that he should reveal the duchess's place of abode had some object in view two interests contended within him his love that he might sacrifice and his honour which he could not the temptation was all the stronger that by avowing his position near the king he should gain an enormous importance in the eyes of the duchess and it was not a light consideration for a young man to be important in the eyes of the duchess de montpensier saint melina would not have resisted a minute all these thoughts rushed through ananton's mind but ended by making him stronger than before madame said he i have already had the honor of telling Monsieur de mayenne that i serve a good master who treats me too well for me to desire to seek another my brother tells me in his letter monsieur that you seem not to recognize him how if you did not know him then did you use his name to penetrate to me monsieur de mayenne seemed to wish to preserve his incognito madame and i therefore did not think i ought to recognize him and it might have been disagreeable for the peasants to know what an illustrious guest they were entertaining here there was no reason for secrecy on the contrary the name of monsieur de mayenne opened the way to you so I thought that here, as there, I acted rightly." The duchess smiled and said, "'No one could extricate himself better from an embarrassing question, and you are, I must confess, a clever man.' "'I see no cleverness in what I have had the honor of telling you, madame.' "'Well, monsieur,' said the duchess impatiently, "'I see clearly that you will tell nothing. You do not reflect that gratitude is a heavy burden for one of my house to bear that you have twice rendered me a service and that if i wished to know your name or rather who you are-i know madame you would learn it easily but you would learn it from someone else and i should have told nothing he is always right cried the duchess with a look which gave ernanton more pleasure than ever a look had done before therefore he asked no more but like the gourmand who leaves the table when he thinks he has had the best bit he bowed and prepared to take leave then monsieur that is all you have to tell me? I have executed my commission, and it only remains for me to present my humble respects to your highness. The duchess let him go, but when the door shut behind him, she stamped her foot impatiently. Mainville, said she, have that young man followed. Impossible, madame. All our household are out. I myself am waiting for the event. It is a bad day on which to do anything else than what we have decided to do you are right mainville but afterward oh afterward if you please madame yes for i suspect him as my brother does he is a brave fellow at all events and really we are lucky a stranger coming to render us such a service nevertheless mainville have him watched but night is falling and valois must be returning from vincennes oh we have time before us it is not eight o'clock and our men have not arrived all have the word have they not all they are trustworthy tried madame how many do you expect fifty it is more than necessary for besides them we have two hundred monks as good as soldiers if not better as soon as our men have arrived range your monks on the road they are all ready madame they will intercept the way our men will push the carriage toward them the gates of the convent will be open and will have but to close behind the carriage let us sup then mainville it will pass the time i am so impatient i should like to push the hands of the clock the hour will come be easy but our men they will be here it is hardly eight mainville my poor brother asks for his surgeon the best surgeon the best cure for his wound will be a lock of the valois shaved head and the man who should carry him that present Mainville, would be sure to be welcome in two hours madame that man shall set out to find our dear duke in his retreat he who went out of paris as a fugitive shall return triumphantly one more word Mainville: are our friends in paris warned what friends the leaguers heaven forbid madame to tell a bourgeois, to tell all paris once the deed is done and the prisoner safe in the cloister we can defend ourselves against an army then we should risk nothing by crying from the roof of the convent we have the valois you are both skilful and prudent Mainville. do you know though that my responsibility is great and that no woman will ever have conceived and executed such a project i know it madame Therefore, I counsel you in trembling. The monks will be armed under their robes? Yes. Mind you, kill those two fellows whom we saw pass, riding at the sides of the carriage. Then we can describe what passes as pleases us best. Kill those poor devils, madame. Do you think that necessary? De Loignac, would he be a great loss? He is a brave soldier. Ah, parvenu like that other ill-looking fellow who pranced on the left with his fiery eyes and his black skin oh that one i do not care so much about i do not know him and i agree with your highness in disliking his looks then you abandon him to me <laughs> laughed the duchess oh yes madame what i said was only for your renown and the morality of the party that we represent good Mainville. I know you are a virtuous man and i will sign you a certificate of it if you like you need have nothing to do with it they will defend the valois and get killed to you i recommend that young man who he who just left us see if he be really gone and if he be not some spy sent by our enemies mainville opened the window and tried to look out oh what a dark night said he an excellent night the darker the better therefore good courage my captain yes but we shall see nothing god whom we fight for will see for us mainville who did not seem quite so sure of the intervention of providence in affairs of this nature remained at the window looking out do you see anyone asked the duchess no but i hear the tramp of horses it is they all goes well and the duchess touched the famous pair of golden scissors at her side. End of chapter forty one. Recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia.